Welcome to Good Morning, the podcast on a mission to open up the conversation around grief and loss with honesty and humour. Hosted by Sally and Imogen, we interview interesting guests to hear how losses shape their lives. Join us as we laugh, cry and drop the odd F-bomb. Welcome back to the Good Morning Podcast. Good morning. So we've got a little bit of a different format for you guys this week. We are introducing Up Close and Griefy with Im and Why Sam. do I always do that stupid hype girl thing? You do <laughs> I love, need to stop doing that. You love a whoop whoop. So like, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this shows how excited I am about this. But guys, we want to bring you a little bit of a different format every couple of weeks, Up Close and Griefy, where we deep dive into a specific topic. We get a lot of you on our social media community ask us about, you know, how do I navigate um, those big milestones or what about grief and anxiety? Grief and relationships. Grief like- and relationships. So many big topics that we really want to kind of go further into and you guys can get to know Sal and I a little bit more because we're so interesting and <laughs> we're really not that exciting. Uh, excuse me, I think we are. Okay. But I just thought, yeah, we thought it'd be, it'd be nice to kind of introduce these little segments into our show and incorporate them and then hopefully they can be helpful to anyone else dealing with these issues. So in what's been happening in your world this week? I love how we always start with me. I've always got some fucked up story to tell. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you've got a bit more going on at the moment. God, I've got so much going on. So this week, what did I do? Um, Went to court. See? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Challenged Revenue New South Wales. But in seriousness, though, I think this is a really important one because it is. What happened? Power to the people. Anyway, so um, I was driving my car. Layla was like screaming and then I was like, all right, I'm going to go pull over to the side of the road. And then as soon as I pulled over to the side of the road, a van came around the corner and took a photo of me sitting in the car. And what? I was like, okay, well, that's a bit ridiculous. I'm actually Was it like a main road? No, it was a res- residential street. Okay. Anyway, so then... Um, what happened? So yeah, yeah, I just got a in the mail a fine for two hundred and seventy something dollars for like stopping in a no stopping thing, and I, obviously it was a no stopping thing, and obviously you know, but at that moment I thought it was safest to just pull over because I wasn't concentrating on the road, and um, yeah. So anyway, I got back to them and I told them that, and I just said, you know, sometimes I find it really difficult concentrating I've been through a lot of trauma and in that moment I made the judgment call that the safest thing to do was just pull over to the side of the road catch my breath Mm. and that's um, the right thing to do it's the right thing to do and so they yeah they just came back to me and said no you know the fine still stands you know we're sorry about your circumstances but no give me your money and so I fought it and I went, you know what? This is bullshit. There's no room for leniency and I've had a really shit year and I don't need this. And I also don't want to pay a 270 something dollar fine. So I just said, all right, we'll, we'll go to court then. And um, yeah, like a month like a month had passed, whatever, and the time for going to court was like catching up. I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? 
didn't even get like legal representation or anything. Anyway, so had court on Wednesday. And you were there for quite a while, weren't oh, you? Hours. Just yeah, it was, yeah, it was a bizarre experience. And um, anyway, it was just so emotional in there. So I was, you get to sit in and watch other people's cases before you. And it's a small claims court, like they have traffic offences and stuff. And um, the magistrate seemed really lovely. So I was like, okay, good, at least she's a nice person. Yeah. And then I was already crying before I got up to do mine because so what happened was there was a young girl before me and she'd done some silly thing on the road, but you can quite clearly see that she knew that she'd done something wrong and then tried to reverse her car to correct it and she got a ticket. And um, anyway, she started crying when she was giving her plea, whatever you call it. And the woman was like, you know, tell me what's going on. And she was she said I'd lost like her mum had died from COVID the week before. Oh my god. And so I was already bawling my eyes out. Yeah, I mean the last thing you need when you're in those Yeah. And I just stop when you're in those early stages of grief is to be in court. Exactly. Exactly. And I just wanted to get up and and instinctively just give her a hug and I couldn't because you know, I'm in court. Um, and then I wanted to run out after. I was like, I've got this podcast you should listen to, but I also didn't do that. Um, but it was just heartbreaking, you know, and her family was in Peru. Here I am telling a story. I don't even know her. Um, her family lives in Peru and, yeah, her mum died of COVID, which is just horrific. And then I got up after her. <laughs> Obviously another dead mum story. The magistrate was just... <laughs> dead mum club this <laughs> Dead, dead mum club day in, in the courtroom. But... um. She was very empathetic towards the situation and she was very she was quite pissed off, to be honest, about Revenue New South Wales not letting me off. There was no room for leniency and I gave her a doctor's certificate saying I'm traumatised, mm. you know, I've got anxiety and I have panic attacks and things. So just, you know, she and she also knew the area and said there's absolutely no way that that was a dangerous um, place to stop. So... Power to the people. Good. Bloody good. Faith in humanity quite restored. Right. The last thing that you need to go through, yeah, is something so menial like that. You know, yeah. they could just be a bit more lenient. So yeah. I'm glad that you got justice for you. Won't be pulling over again. But she made the point too. She's like, "What if you know? What if you got a flat tire? Or what if you an ambulance goes past and you need to pull over? Like, there needs to be room for leniency. Like, it's. I Definitely. feel like this is just a rant now about barking fines. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of you uh, listeners could probably join us on that rant. Yeah. I feel like it's a any, yeah. Any parking rangers listening? Soz, piss <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'm glad that was a small win for you this week, mate. Oh, bloody big win that one. Two hundred seventy bucks. Oh yeah, big win. Yeah. Um, Sal, tell me about. You. Oh, nothing quite as um, dramatic. Dramatic, really. Back into the work this week. What a surprise. Oh, you know me. <laughs> Sal's um, back, on, back on the job. <laughs> Pretty busy. Um, but yeah, all good. I've actually like been quite hormonal this week and I feel like it really amplifies my grief. So the other day, I I think it was like 10 to 8, just cracked open the Toblerone, mate. I was like... I feel like you messaged me earlier than 10 to 8. Oh, I think it was like 7 something. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to play it down a bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, and then, you know, then it was a downward spiral. My husband went to Coles, got the lint. We just, yeah, I just went for it. So a yeah, good man. he is a good man. So, yeah, grief kind of, I do find that it kind of gets heightened when, you know, it's certain times of the month and I'm feeling really hormonal. So I was a little bit griefy, 
but no 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 parking fines for me just work and chocolate this week just stuff in your face with <laughs> and Toblerone. i have tried not to be drink i've tried to limit the booze i know we spoke about this before so we just had a wine at the i just literally witnessed you have a wine <laughs> no i mean <laughs> in the when in the week oh yeah, 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 yeah it's friday today though so it's fine i love that i have been trying to limit it though so um, we're going to talk about grief and those milestones and how to navigate them. Yeah. Because it's something that a lot of our Instagram community and listeners have contacted us to say, how do I, what do I do? I've got a milestone coming up. It's the anniversary of, of you know, my loved one's death or it's their birthday. And it's quite a common thing, I think, for people to sort of feel quite anxious about in the lead up to. And it's your mum's one year anniversary in a couple of weeks in that's mental to think about yeah it's crazy and how are you feeling I don't even know I don't know I have been super busy lately so I haven't really like it hasn't hit me yet it's still Mm -hmm. a little yeah a couple of weeks away um I just can't believe that she's not been here for a year Mm. you know it's that thought of like is that is this even real yeah like do has this actually happened like are they are they actually gone yeah and I think as well you've achieved so much in the last 11 months since your mum passed like it's been a really big year for you in so many different ways and we can Mm. probably talk a little bit more about those ways in like upcoming episodes but yeah it's it's probably hasn't really sunk in has it no no, not at all. And I think, you know, in a lot of ways you're going to help me through it because you've already been through the one-year anniversary and I have heard it's the lead-up, you know, that is the hardest part. Definitely. But I don't know. It's it's weird. Like when you when someone you love dies by suicide, it's kind of like, you know, doing something on that day or remembering them on that day. It's like that day means it really is like just a horrific reminder. It's like you, yeah, you don't necessarily want to acknowledge put it. emphasis on it. Yeah, and I know obviously mm. any day that somebody dies and in any way that they die, it's a horrific reminder, but it's just, it's a really bizarre thing to it's even think about. A sensitive one, isn't it? Because it's yeah. remembering that person, but then also there's a lot, so much pain that comes with it. And yeah. Yeah, and I think as well, like, so for me, the one-year anniversary, the lead-up was definitely worse than the day. I think I was anticipating on the day that I was going to be, you know, the worst I've ever felt. I was going to be unable to get out of bed. The grief was going to be all-consuming. And actually, I was okay. Like, I really felt sad and I really missed her and I had a really big cry. But it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So I think sometimes it's that anticipation of the day itself. You Mm. feel worse. But I also think that there's no pressure to even do anything on that day because you're always paying honour to your mum and remembering her and, you know, thinking of her. I think it doesn't have to be this, like, you know, big thing on Mm. the day. Of course, you know, it's nice to do something if you feel up to it. But I think removing that pressure is something that is so important. Mm. Interestingly enough, I think the I'm not as worried about the one year death 
death anniversary, we'll call it the one year death anniversary. I think the birthdays get me really hard. Interesting. And I get, yeah, I'm not looking forward to the months following. So I just kind of get hit with a lot of milestones. You've got in a, a very of, short amount of time. So you've got like your mum's birthday. Yeah. So yeah, her, her death anniversary, and then it's my stepdad's birthday you know, the next month and then my mum's birthday in the following month and then Mother's Day and then my daughter's first birth, uh, second will be her second birthday all in the one month and it's just one thing after another and I remember in the early days after mum had died, like it was just like I just kept getting hit and hit and hit with these reminders and so that I think overall like that chunk of time, those few months I'm not looking forward to rather than just the day that she died. It's a lot of milestones yeah. and special days in one kind of go. It's that's that's yeah. That's mm. I can see why you would be feeling that way. Yeah. Um, so what did you do on the day for your mum, Sal? So on the day, I I basically just played it by ear. So I had a few like rough plans that I thought, oh, maybe if I'm feeling up to it. Um, so the main thing that I wanted to do was things that she enjoyed doing. So um, I did a little bit of op shopping because that's something we used to do together and. You know, Cute. your yeah. mum used to like that as well. <laughs> um, loved a bargain, did old Rose. Um, and then went to the beach, walked up the beach to the headland where her ashes are scattered. So sat with her there and took some roses up there and put them there. Um, and then in the evening, my husband and I just chilled out and we just made a really simple meal, but it was something that she used to really enjoy eating. So it's like, you know, steak and, you know, nothing really fancy, but just something that she enjoyed. So, yeah, I just tried to incorporate things that she liked and things that reminded me of her. And I listened to music that she liked and little things like that. Um, but I was also really very pre- prepared to just be on the sofa doing nothing with a box of tissues and, you know, just just roll with however I felt. So, yeah, but it sounds like you did quite quite a few things yeah and you know what people really showed up on that day so I had loads of like cards and flowers and people texting me so people really did make a note which I know is something we've spoken about quite a lot before you know on our social media but probably sick of hearing us say it show up show (laughs) Show up up. you're like oh fuck off you say that all the time but (laughs) seriously um and also just remember the date because it really just means that especially in that first year you know it can be very lonely that feeling and I do remember in the lead up you know I really missed her and it was a you know it was a lonely sort of week mm-hmm. um but I think again I was really busy with work so it kind of I think carried me through I think if I hadn't have been really busy with work I may not have had that distraction I probably would have felt it a bit more um so so yeah that kind of connection as well with people I thought was really important on the day um and and definitely made it easier but weirdly I actually felt much worse on the anniversary of of her funeral yes you mentioned this that really hit me and I felt much worse on and really incredibly incredibly down and sad on that day um and I don't know whether it was because I wasn't there in England when she died and obviously for me the funeral was the day of saying goodbye to her and sending her off whereas when the day she died like it was I was like I was asleep or whatever you know I was in um in Australia very present for the send off yes and you know all the memories and you know f- funerals are upsetting they're like you know big uh, you know it's, it was a big day so I was I, that caught me by surprise actually um do you know what's really weird is I cannot even tell you the date of my mum's funeral really yeah I remember when you told me that I'm like I actually don't even know what date 
we had a funeral. That's how not on this planet I was. Like, I have no idea. It was quite soon after, though, wasn't it? Like a week or so after. I don't even know, to be honest. I think it was maybe a couple of weeks, a week and a bit. I don't even know. I don't even know what day of the week it was. Really? I can't tell you any of that information. How weird is that? My my brain was just I think gone. that's so – it was probably like because we were dealing with it both very differently because I had to organise You organised, yes, whereas, see, I, I, just, I couldn't. I couldn't even face it. My sister had to do all the organising. So I guess if I had organised it, I probably would remember the details. But you know what? Also, I had to wait like almost a month because... um, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it was like they there was a bit of a a few weeks wait until they could fit us in. And then they wanted to like wait another week with her body. I don't know why. So it was like, yeah, pretty much almost a month to the day. Sometimes it can happen so soon after a death. No wonder Mm. like you're still in those early days of like what the fuckery um <laughs> so i wonder like because i don't remember the date is that am i just never gonna have that as a milestone <laughs> such a weird thing to think about oh yeah Do you know what i mean because that's a milestone that's happened for you like that's a date that you'll always remember and a date that on that day you'll remember that today was my mum's funeral but i don't i don't know the day so does that mean i just i don't have to deal with that one <laughs> yeah do you know what take it off your milestone list yeah, because there, yeah. you've got, got a daughter got i don't have a kid so there you go True. yeah like it's kind of um You've got you've one less got. day to worry about. Exactly, exactly. I'll take it. Exactly, because you've got quite a few. Yeah. So I think you can take take the funeral one off the list and just yeah. have the others. Yeah, I was so out of it that day. I like I always remember to take my phone with me, um, and I woke up and like obviously got ready for the funeral and then and then left and then realised I'd left my phone at home. And it was the first time I've ever left my phone at home. I was just I was not with it. But then you know what? I was kind of appreciative that I did do that because I was quite present I guess I wasn't you know on my phone getting distracted and I was able to you know have conversations with people at the wake and that was weird that yeah it's weird but you probably needed it you yeah. know like just to be present in that moment um and everyone's there like who the fuck was gonna call me anyway? <laughs> yeah, what just, are you up to well, I'm just calling for a chat <laughs> what are you up to? I actually did have a friend that that obviously didn't, didn't know about um mum and she did like message me on the morning of the funeral saying like sorry, we ha- sorry we haven't caught up for Christmas this year. Like next year's going to be amazing. Oh no! Like, and obviously I didn't reply. And then like I put something on Instagram the next day. Oh, she would have felt so bad. Yeah, she she was like, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize. I'm like, oh, it's no. so fine. Like you're not like, how are you to know? Yeah. I just didn't have the capacity to let everyone know. You know. No. Um. But yeah, gosh, yes, funeral, funeral days and there are so many milestones there aren't there you know you think about it you've got the death for me the funeral you know birthdays like your daughter's birthday as oh, well God. do you know what was Their a birthday. surprising one was the six month mark yes I think that's quite common yeah and you're not it's not like a you know an obvious milestone but when you get to the six month mark you're like they've not been here for six months mm. it's a big one and it catches you by surprise and it's like half a half a year you know mm. so i think if anyone's heading into that six month mark you know what in the early days it's every fucking month it's like it's been two months it's been three months i think it, even every, weeks you know it's, oh, it's crazy i think as well i have heard from people um that it can be you know when it's a two-year anniversary like you think oh maybe the one year is going to be worse but I have heard that actually the two-year you know because it is like oh I've I've lived two years without you now and then Mm. however many years that goes on I don't know everybody is different right but yeah um but 
going back to things that are helpful for anniversaries, I definitely think that limiting your expectations on yourself. Don't over plan anything. Have a few ideas in mind of things that you might like to do if you're feeling up to it, but just take it so easy on yourself. And you might feel exhausted and drained. You know, you might feel like that on the day in, even mm. though I know you don't necessarily want to do something to celebrate. Do you know what's really interesting though to to you know, give us some hope because we're still very early on. I was with Elle. So you guys will know Elle from our previous episode. I think it was like heading into nearly midday. And then she looked at the the date and she's like, oh, it's Bobby's anniversary today. Oh. And it had been four years. And it's kind of like it just was that moment where the morning had passed and it hadn't been at the forefront of her mind. And obviously the build up to it hasn't be, hadn't been like – you know, Bobby's anniversary is coming up and she said you do get to that to that place and, you you know, you remember them and you're aware of it but, but you know, it's not like, oh, the, the anniversary is coming up in, you know, 65 days. You know, it, it just, yeah, it softens a bit which has brought me a lot of hope and, and comfort in that moment. So we went to lunch and had a drink and a little cheers to Bobby. Oh, but, that's lovely. Yeah. And I think that's really comforting to know as well, Yeah, you know, that it's not, because I guess, yeah, in that first year, couple of years, you are really anticipating it or, you know, not everyone, everyone's different. But some a lot of people, I think, are like, oh, it's, a, you know, it's the big one year. Yeah. Um, so that's good to know that maybe it might ease over time. Yeah, I felt like shit, though, because I hadn't obviously taken our advice and noted down the date. <laughs> I know. I was you like, had, oh, in fairness, mate, though, you had quite a lot to contend I know, with. But Elle, if you're listening, I'm I'm sorry for that. But you had noted you know, for next year. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It's it's a good thing to do though, noting it, down the date. It is for your friends if you're supporting someone who's whose loved one has died. Pop it in your diary. Pop it in your Google Calendar. Takes yeah. two seconds. Takes two seconds. Send yourself a message with it on or something. You know, just. It doesn't have to be a massive gesture as well. It can just literally be a text to say I'm thinking of you. Um, it's, yeah, it's definitely definitely a good thing to do. Send a card, flowers if you've got the cash, you know. It's not, I mean, it doesn't have to be a grand gesture though. So, yeah, coming into the one-year anniversary for me is feeling very strange. We don't even really have a place where we can go to remember my mum, which is really difficult um I don't have any connection to the place where she died I don't want to go there haven't gone there um maybe one day I will um my sister and I haven't been able to do anything with her ashes yet it's still too fresh too raw um and we haven't even really been able to go through her belongings like it's just it's hard it's hard to get to get there and and so it's weird because I don't have somewhere where I can really go she's just in my mind you know there's nowhere where I can go go and feel close to my mum which is so hard so I guess tying into the anniversary and not having that place is difficult but she is always with you she and she is always around you and I think in your own time when you're ready it doesn't mean that she's not you know that you're not close to her or that you're not you know that you're not able to speak to her. I think it is nice to have that place to go, but I think you've been through so much in the last year um, that it's kind of probably been one of the last things on your mind, really, and you just haven't Mm. felt ready to... I can't... I cannot face... I cannot face that. I can't... Yeah, to... 
yeah, to think that my mum's just ashes and dust, like you yeah. said earlier on, you know, it's just, it's mind bending to think about. And I can't, yeah, I think I'm a long, long way off going anywhere near that. And t- don't put the pressure on yourself, honestly. Yeah. You've got plenty of time. It yeah. is a surreal thing to do. And like, even like for me, like, I had to genuinely take my mum's passport and her driving license through customs with her ashes, with a note from the funeral home. So weird. Yeah, like legit had to show my mum's passport, like what the actual fuck. (sighs) But it is such a strange thing, like when you open it up and you're like, this is someone who lived a whole life, you know, they... It's your mum. It's my mum. It's your mum. But just ashes, like, and dust. And it's like, it is a strange surreal experience when you're trying to scatter them um so you definitely have to be I think in the right headspace and feeling ready for it but your mum is she's always around you and do you want to tell listeners about what happened the other day because I think yeah the signs are popping off we love a good sign chat as you know if you've listened to our Joe Zamet episode yeah Grief and signs is another episode all on its own, but this is a good one because I think that is important, you know, because I don't have that physical place to go and connect with my mum, I find incredible comfort through, you know, thinking that she's giving me signs and her energy's around, which I fully believe. I mean, she's been pretty present recently, hasn't she? Yes. Well, my partner, Ben, who's a massive skeptic, so he does not believe in the afterlife or signs or spirits or any of those things. So, like, he's, yeah, he's pretty much a skeptic. And so the other day, he, Layla was really unsettled and he went in to try and settle her and, um, she wouldn't stop crying and then he was in there for quite a while and then it got really quiet and I was like oh I wonder what's going on in there maybe he's fallen asleep and he came out and he was crying like he was sobbing and he goes you'll never believe what just happened I was like oh my god what happened it like Were you freaked out okay? you like, what yeah the fuck I was like happening? my heart started racing because obviously I go to worst case scenario yeah um and yeah, he just said the weirdest experience just happened. He said um, Layla was sitting on the rocking chair and he was reading her a book on the floor and he heard my mum's voice really loud, really clear in his right side of his head and he said he couldn't quite make out anything that she was saying, like she wasn't saying words, but it was more he could hear her tone and she's got a very distinct tone and he just said, the you know, the second that he, he heard her tone, Layla, my daughter, looked up to the left at the big picture frame of my mum that I have in her room and was fixated on it for about five minutes. And she was just just staring at my mum. And he said he wouldn't, you know, the the noise alone, he would have been like, oh, maybe I'm imagining it in my head. But he said the fact that the second that he heard that, Layla's reaction to it, fixating on my mum. And Layla is not a fixator. She gets quite distracted easily and is always busy doing things so for her to sit Girl after still own heart. Yeah. <laughs> busy 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 um for her to be yeah sitting still focusing on something is yeah pretty uncommon and then I have this little origami birds that sit under the the photo frame and he he said that he saw one of them moving I don't know whether he was oh my imagining gosh. that at this point but he yeah he was pretty convinced that my mum was there yeah like playing, like like trying to sort of um, soothe Layla. Yeah, soothe Layla or just just be there. She was trying to send her energy, you know, or a message through there and connect with Layla. And I think it, I think she did. And then 
straight after that happened, you know, Layla was staring at the picture frame for a while, Ben picked her up and she just fell asleep in his arms. How amazing is that? Yeah, which is also uncommon. (laughs) She doesn't like to do that very often. And they say that kids under six are more susceptible to sort of spirits and energies. And so I'd love to know what Layla was sensing. I know. um, A friend of mine, I remember she was um, just like talking about kids and, you know, spirits. And um, my my friend had gone to see a mum's grave and it was quite late at night. This is over in the UK. And she got her car like stuck in some mud and then she couldn't get the car out. She was trying to reverse and it wasn't working. And then I think the cemetery gates closed. It was all very dramatic. She had to get cut. Someone had to come and like let her out. But her daughter, who I think would have been about four at the time, um, kept saying like, mummy, the man's laughing at me. The man's laughing at me. And she was like, there's nobody around. Like, what are you talking about? And she was getting, obviously she was very stressed because she was trying to like get out of the, you know, get out of the graveyard. A car was stuck, but then her daughter was saying, he's laughing at me. And she was like laughing. She like wasn't, you know, afraid. But it's funny how, yeah, kids can apparently. Well, they don't have any, you know, fear of judgment. They don't have any of that sort of, you know, things worrying about people's, you know, someone's not going to believe me. Like there's just no... There's no filter or barrier with kids, I think. Mm. And this friend, she is not like particularly spiritual or like she, you know, she she's not sort of um, really into that kind of thing. So yeah. she's, I think she's probably a bit more of a skeptic, to be honest. But yeah, she said that she was like laughing and like, oh, the man's like making funny faces. He's laughing oh at me. Oh my god! Yeah, and she she was like obviously checking like, what's <laughs> going, and there's no one around because they're in like a graveyard that's closed so yeah it's so interesting how kids can pick up on these things but i love that your mum came through and that's you know she is always could have come and fucking seen me i mean yeah but (laughs) (laughs) i i have i don't feel like i've really had any signs from my mum i asked her for a pigeon the other day i was like if you're around show me a pigeon and i did have a dream about a pigeon you did and i'm like is that you just was that my subconscious mind so yeah, I love that your mum showed like showed up for you guys. And yeah, and Ben is no longer a skeptic. Yeah, and he was telling my because our partners game together. Literally, like they? the same people. Yeah, they really are. And so they were like chatting over gaming the other night, and my husband was like, "Oh yeah, Ben told me about what happened." The spirit. Yeah, <laughs> it was like sounds crazy, man. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, your mum was like definitely there. Yeah, it's very comforting. So, yeah, I guess that for me, like just knowing that she's around really, really helps until I have that spot where I can physically go. We did plant a tree for her, which was a lovely thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you have a funeral for someone who died by suicide, you're just not fucking ready to send them. Any, any sudden loss, I think you're not ready. You're, you're not prepared to send them off. No. And... So we did a memorial for my mum and it was how many months after would it be? About ten I, months or yeah, something? Yeah, I wanna say like nine, ten months. Nine, ten months. And um got, you know, some of my mum's close friends and our family around and Layla and Liam. So Liam's my nephew. They threw some soil and were watering the the tree Aww. when it was planted. So it was really, really special and so there's that. We have that place, but, you know, it's a bit of a drive and, yeah, we just, yeah, when I'm ready, we'll 
when you're ready when yeah. the time's right like I definitely think don't put any pressure on yeah. yourself and same goes to any listeners who might be in the similar situation like I think just take it easy on yourself you know yeah. you've already been through so much like you don't need to add any more pressure on the situation because mm. you know you you think about your mum and you honor your mum every day and the thing is as well like yeah it's hard to think where do you scatter ashes like it's a you know it's just mental to even have to think about these things but yeah. I met a woman once and she was I didn't meet her once I know a woman <laughs> <laughs> so one of my friends mother-in-laws she's an incredible woman and she's um very spiritual and aware of all those things and she told me that it's a very good idea to put the ashes into a bottle and take them out to sea so not at the shore but you need to take them right out to sea and then you throw them out there and then you throw flow flowers in after them and it's supposed to be like a cleansing of their soul type thing but then I'm like my mum hated boats she hated getting wet she hated the water like she'd be like what are you doing she loved the desert you know so I'm like oh she wasn't a beach babe then no well no she loved to like lie out in the sun but you wouldn't really catch her going for a swim interesting yeah yeah interesting very interesting I yeah I haven't heard that but that is a nice idea to do if you're if I guess if your loved one like water but yeah um yeah no I don't want to throw out the water no (laughs) so I think maybe we'll just take her out to the red desert she loved the desert and the countryside and that's if that's where you know that's what that was my driving like force behind where I chose to scatter mums like we did some in the UK on my gran and granddad's um sorry my nan and granddad's grave uh, and that was with family back in the UK and then um where we got married we did scatter some on the spot there because you know sentimental place she loved it um there as well and then a headland overlooking the sea near where we live so three special spots really but it is hard to pick because there are so many places they love but I think you know if, she, if that is if that's what was special to her then yeah go for that yeah if it feels right in the moment one day no rush Absolutely she's, no she's not going anywhere. <laughs> oh, God. So hopefully, you know, there are some pointers in there for listeners who might be navigating an anniversary and are not sure what to do. You know, the key things are take it easy on yourself. Absolutely lower those expectations. It's totally fine if you don't do anything. You don't have to do anything. But if you want to do something, maybe it's doing something they liked or something that's, you know... Um, was a favorite thing of theirs or a favorite pastime or you know maybe it's taking some flowers to some water and kind of doing a little ceremony or something like that but I think yeah just totally lowering your expectations on yourself and being kind and gentle to yourself as well because it can be a very exhausting day and don't be surprised if you feel worse a few days before as well or you might not feel anything and you might have a grief bomb that arrives a few days later that happened to you isn't it yeah I think a couple of days later I had a bit of a meltdown but yeah yeah again I know we talk about this a lot on the podcast but you just never know when it's coming yeah exactly the old grief there was something that I wanted to acknowledge on it because this is our first one-on-one episode with each other on the podcast since you know the early days when we first started our podcast and Sally and I shared our stories Mm. um I wanted to acknowledge and uh, pretty much you know back in in those early days I think I did my interview at around six months 
So yeah. it would have been like, yeah, just over six months. Yeah. How many Seven months, months maybe? For me, it was August. So it would have been like 10, nine, 10 months for me. Yeah. So it was six months. August was six months for me. So back then, I remember one of the biggest things for me was I could not handle hearing people say that it never gets easier. Mm. And that was a massive it was just so hard to hear because I was like, oh, cool. So I'm just going to feel like this forever. And I just want to acknowledge that if you go back and you listen to those episodes, you can hear the difference in, in our voices and you can hear how far we've actually come in, in, you know, six months time. And I, I don't even think I can really easily listen back to that now because my voice is shaking. I'm just, my confidence is so low. Like it was just a like hearing a different person. Mm-hmm. So I just want to give that glimmer of hope to anyone out there who are in those, you know, if you are in those early days and you're, you're thinking there's absolutely no way you're ever going to be okay again, mm-hmm. we are your proof. <laughs> you will be okay. Yeah. And I can sit here and honestly say it has gotten easier. Mm-hmm. It's still fucking hard and it's going to be hard for a long time, but it, it, it is easier. And, you know, the day-to-day living is getting easier. and Wise words, Im, and a good, you know, a good piece of, of advice for people who are in those early days of grief because you're absolutely right. You know, those first six months for you were incredibly, incredibly tough and it's still really, really hard now. But I think you are, you know, the days are getting a little bit easier more manageable yeah Yeah. and you know you still have like you know days that are really hard and really tough and you you know you feel really sad and really griefy but you're right if you could listen to you then versus now I think you can hear it you can hear it in my voice like it's yeah definitely so I wanted to leave that with you guys just a little bit of hope it does get it does get a little bit easier but you've just got to be easy on yourself as well yeah well guys we hope you enjoyed our first up close and greasy with salonim we would love your feedback if you're not already connected to us on the old instagram we're at good morning podcast so come and give us a follow and also we've got loads of content that we share every day we've got an awesome community so we'd love your feedback tell us what you think if you've enjoyed it if there's a topic that you want to hear next time into our dms they're always open they are we may take a couple of days to get back to you but bear with us yeah 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 the dms are open um but yeah thanks guys and we will speak to you soon 